This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Marcus, that's the sound of the teletype fax machine, and you know what that means. What's that mean? Podcast update. Look, we talked about it a while ago. Sometimes things happen, and we want to tell you guys about it. And so we're going to start occasionally dropping in here middle of the week to give you an update on things that are happening. And we planned on starting it in February, Marcus, but yesterday something happened that kind of went, okay, we're definitely going here. It's a topic that produces a lot of conversation, and it is the release of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction nominees of 2022. These are the people that their panel will pick from for this year's enshrinees, which we'll find out about in a few months. About right? Absolutely. And nominees means we're going to see a whole hell of a lot of people losing their marbles on either side of the uh, equation here about who got nominated and who didn't get nominated. Love that aspect of this day. (laughs) I hate that aspect of this day, but that's why we're doing this update, my friend. I'm going to start where they say is alphabetical order for this thing. It starts with B, even though there's a nominee that starts with a and we'll get to that uh the first one being beck it's a different kind of nomination perhaps but i don't think there's any reason for them to not be thinking about him i think he is qualified to be in the rock and roll hall of fame because of the things that he has done right now ahead of this list of people that are on maybe not so much somebody who got consideration last year is back for their second round as a nominee pat benatar and her spider right you always have to talk about neil giraldo when you talk about pat and she's nominated again for a lot of the reasons that we talked about before She belongs in there for what she did to open the door for a lot of women. And so does the next nominee, Kate Bush, who has a different musical flavor, but she had just as much impact. Absolutely. I say put Pat Benatar in for sure. Kate Bush is worthy of being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
I love her music. Been a fan of hers since the early 80s. Marcus, are we not men? Are we not Devo? Are we not overdue to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Are we not through being cool? <laughs> They're not. <laughs> and uh, nobody knows whose name will come out and be added to the list like Duran Duran, right? There they are. Yes, an interesting choice. I don't know if at this time they're worthy of being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They were part of that whole rollover into the post-punk movement of the romantic new wave. Their videos were fun and their music was great and their concerts were a blast. Hall of Fame, eh, not ahead of some of these big hitters. But certainly ahead of Eminem, who is a preeminent member of the hip-hop community viewed by many as one of the very best Added. If it's his first nod, he's got to wait. But if it's not, then we got to start weighing how long's he gone away, because it's definitely a situation where Eminem belongs in because of that one measuring stick. Were things different after he got here? And the answer is yes. Have you seen Eminem live, Ray? In concert? Yeah. No. Incredible live. I'm not a huge Eminem fan, but I did go see him live, and it was mind-blowing. Next up are the Eurythmics. I gotta admit, I'm a huge Annie Lennox fan up front. Got to see the Eurythmics and Men Without Hats one night, and she was incredible live. They sounded great. Her voice was magnificent. And together, her and Dave Stewart helped change part of the direction of alternative music. Maybe not this nod, but I think at some point they definitely belong in the hall of fame the next band on this list has been nominated before it's overdue that they're in there the metal god and judas priest nominated again already he's been making cat videos as he campaigns <laughs> rock hall consideration on twitter and on instagram one of the funniest things you'll ever see is Rob Halford, the metal god, making a cat video with all kinds of like TikTok shit worked in. He's already talking about the vote, which you and I agree pretty much, that the vote means nothing. It's one vote out of the thousand people who are on the committee. Put Judas Priest in the Hall of Fame. They should be there. Metal was different after they came to be. Fela Kuti was nominated last year and is up for consideration again this year. An incredible force in the Afrobeat music scene would be one of those people that people like Ginger Baker would say, yes, they got to make room for him. Again, by the standards that the Rock Hall of Fame goes by, music was different after him. He helped change music, and he had an impact on rock and roll. So, yes, he belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. M.C. What are you waiting for, Rock Hall voters? This is the year to finally show that you know what you're voting for. Get him in. I 100% agree. MC5 in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as well as the next band that we need to mention. How weird is it that the year that we're putting the hammer down, most people are about MC5 getting in, the New York Dolls get their first nomination? Is that right? And rock and roll is part of the quotient, which only makes our next point to discuss a little bit more sensitive because America loves Dolly Parton. She is America's sweetheart. However, someone made a point that I think we can discuss here, and you tell me how you feel, that they felt like she's a country artist, and while some people did cover her songs, and Jolene is undoubtedly one of those songwriting Hall of Fame type songs, 
the day Metallica goes into the Country Hall of Fame should be the day that she goes into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And that was logic that somebody kicked out there, and I started to think it was meathead logic, and then I stopped and thought, no, wait a minute. You wouldn't do that, would you, Country Hall? Hmm. I believe that as the original roots of country are an important part of rock and roll and one of the branches of the rock and roll family tree, Dolly Parton's an exception because of her crossover. She crosses over more so than many of the other artists. Even though her music has stayed true to who she is, she herself has crossed over and her music has influenced women in rock and roll and so that's where you have to maybe consider yes she is worthy all right i'm i'm listening and all but what i want to know is does that mean we change the name on the front door to nice people's hall of fame my point is you're not going to let ever they're never going to say in nashville or wherever they keep their hall of the country hall of fame that, yeah, Metallica, you know, you guys have done some really nice stuff with music and textures and oh. acoustic. Come on in. If she had had the crossover area that Johnny Cash had, I would say maybe I'd feel a little more warmly towards it, but that's where I'm at. Rage Against the Machine, I think... This is the year. It could be the year where the momentum is for them, and uh, I would be certainly for it. Me too. I think that they changed music in the 90s. They uh, weren't afraid to be who they were, and they never, ever strayed from the roots of who they were as people and as musicians. And I think that's important because what they did influenced the bands like Korn and the Deftones and some of the heavy hitters after them, without a doubt. Some of those bands may not have been had we not had Rage Against the Machine. Next up on the Hall's hit list for nominees for this year, Lionel Richie. I think we both agree with his work in the Commodores and afterwards. He is an R&B superstar and certainly well worthy of consideration. Absolutely. I think Lionel Richie should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What he did with the Commodores and some of his solo work, magnificent. Carly Simon, musically, she was also married to James Taylor in just yes. Maybe not this year, but she should get in because of her role as a singer-songwriter. Uh, I'm on the fence about her. I don't know if she had as big an impact as some of the other women that have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I love Carly Simon's music, but I don't know. Now, here's the one that's really weird, dude. It's all the way down as T, but it's a tribe called Question. They have been at A in alphabetical order on this list. Yes, they should have. Well, we didn't make the list. It came from the Rock Hall people, so you go figure that one out. And it's easy for me. No, I don't even know if ever, but certainly not this year and certainly not now, because at the very least, they got to get in line behind Ms. Dion Warwick, who's behind them in uh, the alphabetical order. And I already saw people today making the comment that Dionne Warwick is a wonderful singer and amazing pop star and all that, but she's not rock and roll, and she didn't really have rock and roll as her main musical focus in her career before she became, uh, you know, the uh, the astrology lady. I disagree with those people. Dionne Warwick should definitely be in, and at some point, A Tribe Called Quest should be in as well. Because of the uh, rock rap movement, they were one of the bands that 
these rock rap bands pulled influence from. And they- as much as I love that music, Marcus, I got to tell you, I don't really know their music at all. So to me, it's a blank slate. And I sit there and go, OK, maybe over time I'll become more familiar with them because they've been nominated. But I don't just give them a pass because they were a, a, a blender of, of yeah. genres. I have a couple of their albums, and the song that turned me on to them was a song called I Left My Wallet in El Segundo, and it was pretty funny and very smart, and then I started listening to them, and you're like, man, these guys are really a smart, intelligent band. And on that note, I'm going to walk on by. See what I did there, Dion Warwick? Ah. Walk on by. Let's wrap up this Rock Hall update on the imbalance history of rock and roll. Coming soon, R&B in the 70s, part two on the imbalance history of rock and roll. It's really about the rest of the story that we didn't tell in part one. And we'll be talking about artists that we didn't talk about in the first part, including Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions, Earth, Wind and Fire, Isaac Hayes. And we'll dig into artists that we barely touched on, like the Delphonics, the Spinners, and the Stylistics. More soul, more funk, more groove in R&B in the 70s, part two. Releasing February 21st, wherever you get your podcasts, and on the Pantheon Podcast Network. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.